At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is the Custard TV Podcast. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! Can I just say, Matt, who's with me and Luke, the runner of the website, Matt is the most consistent podcast attendee yeah. we've ever had on the I'm show. Doing, I'm doing late, but you're glad you've got me now, haven't you? Oh, thank God. Yeah, you're, you're like, um, you're like a, well, we said a last linger of another leaves. Didn't we? The sort of, the, the member of the boy band who, who uh, just always stays around because I uh, can't get a solo job. So Gary's not here this week, so it's myself... And Matt, and then I think we did one last week where it was the trio, and then the previous week I wasn't here. Mm. But yeah. Matt, you, we just we can't shake you off. Well, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have take time off to go on holiday. Really, no. I, I, we're I lucky. Just, your life is incredibly empty, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I yeah. should never take that for granted. No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't take. If it. you find yourself a life, this podcast is going to suffer. Hmm. Mm, yeah. You know. If I. If. Yeah. I can't, your I, I can't your, even um, use my words at the moment, so that would be <laughs> it. Use your words. Sounds yeah. like something that it's somebody would say for me today. It's early, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not even midday. Is this the earliest, like, proper one we've done? Because I know we did it our BAFTAs one. We did a BAFTAs one quite early in the morning, but I think this is the first, like, regular yeah. podcast that we've done. This, this is seeing us in a whole different light. Yeah, yeah. Of course, on iTunes, it it won't be early morning. It'll be whenever the person listens to it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Im- imagine the craziness of the internet. Live anymore, do you reckon? Sorry. Does, it, does anyone listen live? Because they can still listen live. Can't no, they? nobody listens live. People, that's what I mean. When if you find a life, you'd realise nobody has the time to listen live. Well, they're probably at work at this time, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Anyway, I'm Luke, uh, editor of the website, thecustardtv.com, which you must visit whenever you can. Mm. And as joined, as always, by the podcast Linger Hanger Honest, it's Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I- I'm also um, around the website when Luke's having a life. I'll just, like, yeah, and it's not very often, but it's quite frequent. think about right. Sherlock or, or just my yeah. general thoughts on TV, yeah. Um, first of all, what we do is we talk about uh, the latest TV news, reviews and previews. And there is one massive bit of TV news which we will cover. We know 
we know you're all expecting us to talk about it, so we will cover. Uh, news you can find on the website right now is that Fox, US network, Fox, are going to make Broadchurch, their own version of Broadchurch. They're calling it Broadchurch at this early stage, and Chris Chibnall, uh, the writer and creator of the original ITV series, is involved. Um, do you think they'll change it in any way? No, I, d I just think this is a bad idea. I don't know why they have to remake like this. Everything. Like, which is it's a very British show, wasn't it? It's a very, very, yeah, very small British. town feel. And yeah, I know, mean the they've got the, those sort of small towns in uh, in America, so it, you know it's it's doable. But I don't just I don't think it needed a remake. I can see you know when it's. A uh, foreign show like they've done the bridge and and the return is rumored to be uh, coming as well. Um, I can see that, but I don't know what why they have to make a British drama. And I know uh, Low Winter Sun is on the way as well, isn't it? The, yeah, it is. And, and mind you, I'm sort of glad they they're remaking that because I couldn't understand the original version of that. Yeah, so I thick Scottish accents were that I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it. Mark Strong is is going to be doing it again, isn't he? But with an American accent. The uh, thing about is BBC America, which is a channel you can get quite easily over there. They are promoting it heavily. They're hmm. going to be showing the um, the original series on Wednesday of this week. It's and I saw that you put up the tra the trailer that they put in America, and there are it's quite spoilery because there are like. Bits from like episodes six and seven, aren't there? I mean, mm. I suppose they, they don't know it's spoilery. We only know that having the yeah. foresight. But when they get it to it, I mean, like for example, you know, they've got the bit where they're questioning Pauline Quirk, and that's not until like episode that's six. That's away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I don't understand that. And I, I mean, the big, I suppose the big example is The Office that they remade in America, and and. Uh, but I, I can see in in a way sitcoms, you know, different sense of humour, drama. Yeah. Humor is it's an odd one, but we'll, I'll, I will reserve judgment and see what they do with it. It depends as well who they cast, I suppose. It'll be interesting yes. to see who they cast. They need to find an Olivia Coleman mm, person. Like I don't know where they'll find her. No. Um, so that is being remade. Um, speaking of things being remade, the Syndicate's coming back for a third series... I sort of shook my head at this. I yeah, really you did. didn't think it should... I know, I remember you saying, I think it might be on one of the podcasts, they should not come back for a Series 3. It shouldn't have come back for a Series 2. Do you reckon maybe they'll do it as, like, updates on the first two series, or do you think they'll they'll do another... No, I don't reckon they will. Because I, I, I think it's going to be about... I did read what it was going to be about, and I, it's gone from me now. Maybe bank workers or something. Mm. Don't quote me on that, because I'm, you know... Fishing for the I'm going to try and find it now while you while you. Yeah. Uh... It, it's just I don't know. I think the idea of the syndicate is something that you only do once, unless like one of my favourite dramas of all time by the wonderful Sally Wainwright of Scott and Bailey was At Home with the Braithwaite's about lottery winners. But that followed them, you know, over the course the of how they spent the money and, yeah. and all that sort of thing. What what the syndicate does is is it asks you to invest in these characters and then doesn't show you them again. It's a bizarre, it's a bizarre oh no, it's format. Staff of a stately home. Oh my apologies, my apologies. Yeah. I don't know where I got bank workers and, from. And uh, it's going to be around sort of 2015 because Kay Miller obviously has got that other drama about the baby group, hasn't she? First to do, um, the one and thing again. That always... Yeah, US remake, as you mentioned, Lucky Seven. 
uh, will mm. premiere in September in America. And that has Rachel got... Lorraine Bruce. Lorraine Bruce, yeah, who who is the only... I reckon she'll probably pop up again in Series 3. But I know people got attached... I know people really got attached to um, the characters from Series 1 and wanted a second series with them in. I think people really liked the first series, didn't they, with, like, Joanne Page and, and Latin Liberal. Um, I think the only thing that Syndicate really has going for it is the fact that they always manage to get, you know, there's a couple of names in the last series that mm -hmm. weren't, but for the majority, oh, they God. always manage to get strong cast members. I mean, first series you had Timothy Spall, he was fantastic. Yeah. Had a load of gravitas to him. Siobhan Finneran was particularly oh, good. Oh, she was really good. I mean, she she saved this this past series. I don't think it would have been good at all had she not been in it. I mean, there was a lot of silly storylines, like with the you know Alison Stebman claiming the benefits and Mark yeah. Addy, you know, with his tie bride who, who turned out to be a lady boy. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch series three, yeah. but I don't. Well, at least the first ep. But I don't really think. When there's so many, so much more drama they could be commissioning mm -hmm. and giving a second go to, that this needs a third. Chance. I mean, like I know. you know, Good Cop, for example, could have done with a second series. I know that was. Yeah, and they'd almost set yeah, it up for one. But anyway, there you go. ITV's got a brand new two-parter coming. That sounded like the start of a uh, Wurzels record, didn't it? Sorry. ITV's got a combine harvester. Yeah, um, it's um, a two-part real-life drama from Jeff Pope, who wrote the stunningly fantastic Appropriate Adult a few years ago. Mm -hmm. This is about Lord Lucan. It's going to star, amongst others, Christopher Eccleston, who I just think has such a presence on screen, though it didn't save his last TV outing, which was Blackout. Um, oh. Which which I just thought was horrendous. I didn't but ITV, second series. No, but ITV... And they, they seem to be... I don't know what... They're, they're in a bit... I'm a bit confused by IT oh, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, I th I'm hoping it's just summer lull. Um, mm. But we're getting a lot of odd, bizarre... Bizarrely Docu scheduled documentaries. But we had this last year, and I think last year it was partly to do with the Olympics. But this was... Mm. This was like their summer schedule last year, if you remember. Because mm. we did have the zoo, we did have the briefs... And we had a lot of documentaries, and I think it was partly to do with the Olympics, but I think it, it sort of works in a way, because I don't think, I, you know, like a summer drama would maybe work. And I know BBC, BBC, and in particular BBC Two, do a lot during the summer, but I think ITV are probably best saving a lot of stuff. And I know we've got um, new Vera, new Whitechapel coming up. Fairly, you know, in the next, yeah, in the next few weeks. So, um, but yeah, it I, just I feels to me like mm. ITV, not not so much the other channels, but ITV, just say it's the summer, we're mm. going to stop. I it don't really mind that though. Like Do that. you have you got an issue with that or? Well, slightly because I don't think things like Vera should be on in the autumn. I, I it think that should have been on in the summer. Yeah, I think so. We've had um, your favourite drama comeback, Law and Order UK's been on. Shush. I'm glad they put that, if they have to put that on, at least they put it on. If they have to put something summer. on during the summer, then yeah, it'll be let that. it be that, get it out of the way. Um, but yeah, so ITV's new Luke and drama could be very good. It could have the same gravitas 
as uh, appropriate adult. And uh, Mrs. Biggs was Jeff Pope as well, who I saw, yeah, you know, was screening last year. One of year. the most underrated dramas of last year, I think. I think it was one yeah, of those things I mean, where... I watched a little bit of it. It was repeated last week, actually, on ITV3, mm. repeating it last week. So, I mean, and he's done stuff with Carolina Hearn as well, hasn't he? I mean, they did yeah, Vice Man Named from... Britain and stuff like that. Yeah. He's which done, was also on ITV3. Some... They had like a Actually, Jeff... watch ITV3. There is some brilliant stuff on the at night Jeff there. Pope retrospective that has been on ITV. Yeah. They also, the... uh, they're also going to re-show uh, Endeavour and mm. The Jury from uh, from 2011 with Julie Walters and Roger Yeah, Alan. I saw that trailer, actually. I mean, they have... Uh, yeah, if, if there's nothing else on, then ITV3 or the new drama channel as well, which started re-showing Silk last week. Um, anyway. Also, uh, on the lines of things going and coming, uh, BBC Three have announced that all their new comedies, uh, including the second series of Jack Whitehall's Bad Education, you're going to be able to see it on iPlayer a week before it arrives on television. I sort of I went to the set of Bad Education yeah. recently, and I've I ha- I've got all the interviews and stuff to write up, and I sort of wondered now that they've set this precedent. Do you put things out assuming people are going to watch them on iPlayer? Does this change, you know, whether well, people will watch it on telly? Doing for ages, haven't they? I mean, 4OD have had um, a lot of stuff. As I know the IT, the last of the IT crowd, I think Peep mm. Show did it. And I don't think it's affected the way, you know, it's not affected the viewers, I don't think. I think it gives you that little tease. Um... But I, don't I don't think it will because I don't think enough people no. will remember to actually go no, on to no. and, and I mean, it. they've done a lot of BBC Three. They've had this sort of pilot season, haven't they? On on the iPlayer. I don't know if you've watched any of them. The... I watched the Kerry Howard. Uh... Mm. And is that I watched bits of that. It didn't seem particularly amazing to me. I know I do love no. Kerry Howard, but I suppose we'll be getting him and her as well, won't we? We'll be getting. We are the fourth and final series of him and her is is on. Before Christmas, so. that's on the way. Please, adults on, on, on yeah. or just put that on a website that nobody quite knows the URL to. Or just put that in like a capsule and fire into the sun. Have you actually been rewatching the Sherlock's on a Friday night? I have. I watched. Um, if I'm in, I missed the the Hound of the Baskervilles. I think I was out that Friday night, but I watched. I watched the um, most Riken back and what was the first one? Uh, I don't know the title of it. It's the one with the woman, isn't it? And yeah. I can't think what it's called. Um, but yeah, so if you did manage to watch the last of the thir- of the second series, uh, then the BBC treated you to a clever to-be-continued trailer, which gave away virtually nothing about the third series, but just served to whet our appetite. And if you haven't seen oh, that yet... A lot of them have grown beards now. Yes, what does that mean? Martin Freeman and, and I think Rupert Graves as well. Who Perhaps he didn't die because he landed, was cushioned by his beard when he yeah, fell. Uh, but Rupert uh, Graves, of course, if anyone's watching The White Queen at the moment, uh, has, has some really sort of questionable facial hair in that. Ratings-wise, it would appear nobody's watching The White Queen at the moment. But, um, but my reviews of it are doing quite well. I think more people yeah, are... Yeah, that's pitying, Matt. That's just because yeah. they know you've got an empty... I get like 500 it. views each week on that, so... Um, so it's probably yeah. just seeing what's happening on it rather than actually watching it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a way of catching up with it without having to watch it. So yeah, if you want to watch the Sherlock trailer, 
It, it is rather clever, and it just reminded me how much I appreciate the musical score on that as well. I just love that theme. Yeah, they've done uh, you, it's really good. You can watch it online at thecustardtv.com, and we urge you to visit that wonderful website. Um, reviews now. Um, Matt, off your pop. Hello, yes. Well, we, we promised you a little bit of news, some, some big news that uh, appeared last night on, on, on the tally. And of course, we now know the uh, the identity of Doctor Who. It's not Gary; he hasn't uh, disappeared because he's the new Doctor Who. Uh, it is, in fact, Peter Capaldi, who was strongly rumoured in in the run up to to the um, the reveal. And the bookies actually stopped taking money on on him because there was so much uh, hype. Um, obviously, there has been a little bit of backlash because he has been in both Doctor Who and Torchwood before. And um, also, uh, Luke, you just talk about it first, and then I'll, I'll talk about the program that that, that had the reveal. Well, what, I, what are your I'm thoughts not, on Capaldi? I'm not a massive Doctor Who fan, and my initial thought was, is he not a bit too old? But that was my ignorance, not realising that that Doctor Who doesn't have to be no, a, a young I mean, man. I think in this sort of, of generation, are. you know, we've grown, not grown up with, because by the time... Chris Eccleston no, no. did it. We've I mean, we're in our either. mid or early twenties. So, um, this this what? I, but as someone mentioned, the first Doctor, William Hartnell, was the same age as Capaldi is now, when uh, when he started, when he he but first I, started. I do and think he do, he does have that air about him, and I mm. think he could do it really, really well. I I don't quite know. I'm not. You know, into Doctor Who enough yeah. to be able to say I mean, he's going to be able to make it, it well, but I just think I, he is. Yeah. I wouldn't describe myself as a fan. I think I watch it as a sort of um, objective uh, uh, observer, if that makes sense. Um, so I can watch it without being sort of having that, too, oh, I love it, yeah, whatever happens. And, you know, this yeah. past run I, I found very, very patchy indeed. Um, but one thing someone did mention as well is now with an older Doctor, they don't have that sort of, you know, love interest sort of thing, you know, the sort no. of, and they, which they uh, had with David, I mean, it sort of was in its peak with David Tennant and Billy Piper. Mm. And, and also, I sort of wonder, mm. and this could be my Doctor Who ignorance again, whether younger kids that might not have even seen Matt Smith... Mm whether they will get into a Doctor played by a, a, a guy like Peter Capaldi. But that's possibly my Doctor ignorance. Really I mean, a lot of the know. Doctors of the old school, I mean, I'm thinking William Hartnell and um, maybe even sort of Tom Baker were quite a, a lot older. The first four, John Pertwee as well, and uh, Patrick Troughton. I mean, Peter Davidson, I think, was quite was the first sort of younger younger man to play the Doctor. Uh, just pre briefly, Peter Davidson actually appeared on the uh, the um, show, the reveal show last night, and I didn't think I remember. Do you remember when they announced Matt Smith and they did have like a a TV special on it? I don't know if you remember well, this. Matt, I that was my America. question: whether whether they'd done this before? They done um, when Matt Smith was announced. They did it like a like the Doctor Who Confidential sort of series. So they had. Right. They had like Russell T Davis sort of, you know, talking about handing the torch over and, and what a brilliant idea Matt Smith was. And as well, and I think they maybe needed it last night, they did a bit of a retrospect of Matt Smith. Obviously he was a bit unknown, so they you know, they showed clips from Party Animal and from the I can't remember, he was in a costume drama with Billy Piper as well, wasn't he? I can't remember what that was. Oh, the sh something in the shadow and the 
Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, anyway, about, that, yeah. Um they showed that whereas this this was a lot of a lot of waffle and then the last ten minutes was Peter Capaldi really. I mean they had to be felt like it would have to be someone we knew mm. because they wouldn't do a, a huge reveal on on a completely I think they unknown. should have had him early and then and then they could have had people discussing whether it was a good idea or not. I did not need to see the the uh, kid Daniel Rose from Outnumbered talking about you know watching David Tennant and and Lisa Talbot was on there. It got to a, it got to the point when Rufus Hound was on there and and was just being Rufus Hound. Um, and obviously yeah, they had the like hangs on. He can help that. You know, whenever they have something about Doctor Who, they have to wheel out Colin Baker because he, ha- he hasn't done anything since. And Bonnie Langford, obviously, as well. Um, yeah, I don't think it needed like a live studio audience sort of thing. I would have preferred the same thing that they did for Matt Smith and just have like Stephen Moffat and, and Matt Smith himself talking about talking about it. I, I just don't think they needed this live live thing with Zoe Ball. But yeah, I'm I'm happy about I'm happy about Capaldi. I like Capaldi, um, and obviously people have been mentioning uh, obviously Malcolm Tucker being very sweary. I know someone mentioned Doctor Blue, which I quite I quite liked. Classic blue, comedy. Blue language, and someone also mentioned that uh, Joe Scanlon's character Terry would make a good Dalek because she's about the same size. <laughs> as <laughs> yes, in fact, it, all, all it made me want to do is is get. A, I had a real thick of it. Uh, urge mm. um, when I was um, my, my only other thing to say about it is it got huge ratings and it sort of makes me think they could have put this on at any time mm. and garnered good ratings they could have replaced it with you know replaced the White Queen with this and it would have just trounced anything it would have trounced I don't know, how, how is the White Queen actually doing in the ratings I don't know it's doing poorly. I haven't oh. seen like, overnight ratings, but it's okay. doing poorly. It, it's finishing soon, though, isn't it? Um, other thing that was on last night, Southcliff. Uh, <laughs> Are you diverting from the script here again? Well, yeah, because they were on to get. They were sort of on yeah, the I same suppose. evening. Yeah. And people don't know we have a script, so you've 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 broken the third and fourth wall there. Gary always mentions it every week. Yeah, because he hasn't got the same, um, you know, podcast skills. Anyway, carry on, Southcliff. Southcliff, new Channel 4 drama started last night, Sunday, and will continue Monday, then continue Sunday, and conclude on Monday. Um... I just, well, let's just, I'll just say my piece and then yeah, Matt you say your can piece chat with his I'll... voice. Yeah. Um, looked stunning. Mm. Really wish I had my new telly because it would have looked fab on that. Um, the acting was strong, but the script was a bit nothingness. And mm. it was one of those dramas where you just watched it going, it's good, but nothing's happened and still nothing's happened. I mean, people... Not to to mention my mate Jimmy McGovern again, but at least when his dramas are bleak, you know the characters and something. There's progression throughout that hour on accused, for example. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Even though it might be bleak as anything, there's things happening. You know who the people are yeah. and all that. With Southcliff, it was bleak for bleak's sake. Um, and it just didn't have that... I just didn't care I'm about gonna any of it. I'm going to disagree with that, Luke. Um, oh. that I, I that I th- I agree with you that it was bleak and that it was slow and and I agree with you that, that the pace slow. the pace didn't work but at the end of it I felt I knew certainly the the Sean Harris character the gunman and to a lesser extent the the uh, the Rory Kinnear character the reporter as well I thought Do you that, know what I don't rate Rory Kinnear at all no I think he's I good really at sort do. of like the role he's been given here as the smarmy reporter what I what I got from it was that. Both of these characters had had a tortured background, but had used it in different ways. That the, obviously the gunman, it, the resentment had been built up so much that he'd finally snapped. Whereas, obviously, we saw in flashback that Rory Kinnear um, was was bullied as a child. Something we don't know why quite yet, but he's used. I do. Well, okay, he but anno- see, he was annoying. You've seen on, haven't you? You've watched. Past- I would bully him. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a challenge. Um, I thought you would let me say my piece, Luke. Um, yeah, but too long. he's obviously used it to, you know, he's built his cynicism and used it to be like a well-respected reporter. And I felt, I, I felt that the script did portray that, even though not a lot of words were said. I enjoyed how artistically it was shot, and I felt um, obviously Sean Durkin, who is a Canadian and did make a film called Martha Marcy May Marlene, who which was very which was similar. There wasn't a lot of words spoken, um, but obviously, and and the director did grow up in Surrey, so has a, a quite an eye for the for the small town. I did enjoy it, and I think it, I think it's sort of. I know you've seen you've seen tonight's episode, have you as well? I've seen part of it. I'm going to go back. Oh, okay. I think I I don't think you've given it as much of a chance, and I think maybe the reason that that you've maybe taken it against it, and I know you've had an issue with it in the past, is that it's quite filmic, and I don't think it it is. You know, it looks as much of a TV I fe- show. I felt dis- I did feel <clears throat> detached from it. <clears throat> And I know most I think, things I watch, yeah. I'm 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 in there. I'm part of yeah. it, and this. And occasionally other things, I felt I was watching from afar. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean, but as well, I mean, there's quite a lot of um, actors who who are yet to appear. I know Eddie Marsden's coming up, and I know Shirley Henderson and Kaya K- from Skins are all. Oh, nice dodging the surname. Yeah, well, we always <laughs> said that before. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, well, we're on first name terms with her. Well, I am. Yeah, anyway. we are. Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to come, and I think that I the you you mentioned the McGovern series, but obviously a lot of those are confined. The stories are confined to the one episode, whereas this has got uh, you know four four episodes, and we got the we got the major incident of the of the uh, shooting itself, and I I, I, I am really interested to see where it goes, and I time? think it's good that we've got differing opinions on it. 
Um, and and I'd like to see where we are yeah, at the end. Are, are you going to try and watch to the end? Yeah, yes, because as I can't say in one breath that there's nothing on, and then in the next breath say I'm not going to bother with sound. Yeah, and I like, week. and I think that it isn't as character-based as some of the dramas that you really love, and I think maybe that is another issue for you. Do you, you think I'm odd in that? Do you think... Cause that you, 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 I don't think that, that, but I think maybe that's clouded your judgment in a way, that, that you have to... Because there are dramas, and, and this goes for films as well, that there are dramas where there are characters... There are no characters that you like, but you still... Um, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Often, if you don't like a character, that's often another reason to stay. With I mean, I agree with you. Some in some respects, and and it has affected me, my enjoyment of certain programs. I mean, the last weekend is an example that that where whereas I did watch to the end just to see what happened, I found the characters quite all the characters quite obnoxious, and I would. Mm. I mean, I, I sympathise with some of the characters in this. I have to say, I did sympathise in a way with the gunman, even though he, you know, because he'd had, you know, everyone had picked on him and, and he built up to that point. I think that you did, I did sympathise more with the characters here than I did with the, the characters in The Last Weekend. I think what you're saying is quite true, because in tone, and and they're very different directors, but in tone, this felt like a drama that we discussed last year called Every Day. Mm. Um, just in tone of it, but of course mm. I got to like Shirley Henderson and the kids mm. and John Sim. But that so was again. That about. was that was you know an hour and a half. Whereas this yeah. is, a, I think I I get the impression that it doesn't want to peak too soon. And I think I got enough of the characters last last night, where and at the same time got a feeling that we'll get more as it goes on. So I think I think it's definitely I think it's going to be a grower. And uh, also. Um, if you were scheduling Channel 4, do you think Sunday and Monday, Sunday and Monday is a smart thing? I think, I don't know, I would say, I, I, I get why they're doing Sunday and Monday this week. I don't know, I mean, we'll see how it works. I, I'd rather that than four nights in a row. Because I, I actually think stripped drama, which is what mm. they did with Run, I don't think stripped drama works. No, I but Sunday and Monday, I suppose they this. do with stuff like... You know, waking the dead and silent witness and stuff like that, and yeah. I think I'd be interested to see. I mean, I obviously don't watch drama when it's actually on, so it doesn't affect no. me as much as it does other people. I'd be interested to see how Gary, if he's watching this, um, I suppose he won't be watching it live because he's on holiday at the moment. But I'd be interested to see how he felt, sort of the way it's structured. Uh, Early indications are uh, in mm. the overnights that it made a strong start with an audience of 2.2 million. That's a 9.5 share. And that is good for Channel 4. And remember, it's worth remembering that for the last eight Sundays, everybody with a television has virtually been raving about the return. So they sort of needed something mm. of this mag mm. magnitude. to sort of, They couldn't but play millionaire there, could they? I don't think was doing that well in the overnight ratings. I think the returned... Was was doing well on catch up. I think people. I think was the return getting about a million, a million, one point five or something like that a week. Which still is good for Channel Four. I mean, uh, anyway, should we move on? Yes. Well, I think we might have to do as long as your ears can cope with it, podcast mm. listeners. We may have to do this podcast in two parts because there's still so much to talk about. If you've watched Southcliff, we would love to hear your mm. differing views. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. 
or what we'd love to do uh, in in relation to Southcliff is for you to get in touch with us via Facebook. Mm. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. Remember the the. It's yeah. very important. Facebook.com for custard TV. And we're on there, and we, we are really up love to, to fifty-one likes now. So yes, it's getting my, better. My thing doesn't show. Oh yes, it does. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah, and obviously you don't have to go to Facebook. You can actually just like it on the website. We've got a little like side. Like it on the site, side. please. Yeah, you just just go to. to the site. It doesn't take two seconds. Just just click the like button on the side of the page, and you'll. And if it yeah, helps, you will be doing. I think there. coming into the autumn now, where we're getting a lot more new drama. I think we'll probably do a weekly thing on on what you think of some of the dramas coming up, because I know we've got a lot to coming up in the in the future. So it'd be interesting to hear from you what you think of, of some of the dramas. And outside of Southcliff, the last thing we described as bleak on this podcast was the village. Did you did you think Southcliff made the village look like a cheery greetings card, or do you think? I, mean, I think that, that Channel Four have scheduled it well last night. In that they've got the mill before it, which I think is, is even the suicide bleak. hour, as I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Southcliff is a little less bleak than the mill. I I, I really didn't enjoy the mill. Um, I haven't. I didn't watch last night, so so maybe it got a bit. My more my sort of. Uh, it's weird. I think people, because it was called Southcliff and it was about shootings in the town, I think people, including myself, sort of all, all your brain goes, it's Broadchurch. I don't quite know I why. No, I didn't. I don't at know all. why that is. I suppose it's because it's the name of a place and it's yeah. a community. Yeah, no, I didn't go there at all. I was just thinking of like the Raoul Moat thing and how sort of close it was to that. Or, or the Cambridge. Um, the guy, yeah. Was it Cambridge? Yeah. Oh, no, Cumbria. My apologies. Was that not Raoul um, Moat? Was that a different? That was a different guy. Mm. But it was around the same time, wasn't it? They were both. I think. Let's perk. They... Let's perk things up a bit while we're on the weekend and talk about the most bizarre. We're going from the bleakest possibly to the most bizarre television program I have seen, not just in 2013, but possibly over the last five six years. Well, I don't What's know. That Did show you called? Watch your face sounds familiar. Uh, no, I've uh, seen two episodes of my first right. sounds familiar now. But I suppose that was bizarre, wasn't it? That was basically celebrity stuff. No, because you knew what you were going to get with that. You, you'd sort of, mm. you sort of did what it said on the tin. And if that was, if you like light entertainment like that, I can see it being popular. This though was bizarre. I'll let Matt tell you what I'm actually talking about. Okay. Uh, this, this, I love my country. And this again, I know we mentioned it when we said your face when we talked about your face sounds familiar. That that it was um, has been used in a lot of different countries, and this is actually the same. It did start um, as a Dutch format, and as, as uh, translated to a lot of different countries. Um, basically, this sees two teams: uh, the captain by Frank Skinner, who who I quite like, and Mickey Flanagan, who I detest with all. Quite don't like. Uh, and uh, basically, it's all questions to do with. Um, our country, whether it be sort of music, um, just general stuff. I don't know how to describe the questions. I mean, there was Somebody a singer else the Beatles. There was past the parcel. There was um, there was the weird salsa section, which hasn't got anything to do with Britain, uh, and it just got a bit bizarre. Um, and Jamelia is there as well as the has got a house band. 
I mean, they got to the point where at one point Jimmy Lee was singing Ace of Spades, which I, I never thought I'd see on TV. And this obviously, uh, Gabby, Gabby Logan this year seems to just be attached to all the. I mean, Splash and now I Love My Country. Um, yeah. Her agent needs the sack. I mean, Gabby Logan, I don't know, you probably know this, but people, normal people probably don't know that David Thanks. Wells was the, was the original host. For this. Yeah, and he left. I'm guessing, I'm guessing maybe Big School got in the way of it, or I don't know, maybe Simon Cowell just said no. Uh, and Do you know just... what? I'm going to steal somebody else's point because it's so eloquent that I can't put it any other way. But somebody got in touch with me on, on, on Twitter and said, the main problem with a show called I Love My Country, which is celebrating Britishness like it tried to do on Saturday night, is that it felt, the show in itself, felt so completely Un-British. It was the hmm. closest. Is the furthest away well, from the, the British format is, is a foreign format as well. I think it felt like something you'd see in Brazil to hmm. me. It was so brightly coloured. Yeah. It was zany. Everyone was, was wearing those, you know, the uh, the radio mics as well. I suppose you should mention all the guests seemed like they'd just been gathered from the BBC canteen. I mean, you had like people from EastEnders and Casualty and called the Midwife, and, and this is the sort of thing that that would have perhaps filled uh, a sort of later on a Monday night, sort of edging towards Christmas, or maybe last year or, when we were all or, swept or, up in the Olympics. Or, or maybe uh, if it wasn't celebrities, if it was normal folk, I could see it being sort of included in the lottery, almost. Yes. Yeah. But it, uh, as a lottery game show, like you know, you I can't even think you win some, you lose some, or whatever they're called. Um, but yeah, and I mean, Susanna Reid, James Martin, they were all there. And I know later episodes about people from Holby and, and things like that. And it just seemed whoever's around, like BBC faces, will be used in this in, uh, on teams. And it just seemed awfully cobbled together. It was also very loud and very mm. confusing. Oh, yeah, all and the studio audience, like, hollering and, and just. Oh. <laughs> that, that's my joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did for Southcliffe. <laughs> uh, it's just. It just oh. But oh. it was so, and I, I do. That was a more deserving uh, sigh than the Southcliffe sigh. I do sort of feel like we're being overly, overly negative, and and we on this podcast, we're not generally, we're no, not one of these I that actually, talks about telling to slag it off. But this, this uh, was actually beaten in the ratings by Your Face Sounds Familiar, um, and I actually have grown quite fond in a sort of cheesy way of Your Face Sounds Familiar. So I'm going to actually stick up for a show. And I think you know what I mean in a way, because that's sort of got the camaraderie element to it, and it's yes, and, and everyone's in a... together. And I I like it. It's sort of cheesiness, and it has actually had some some good performances. I mean, Alexander Armstrong as Morrissey was very good. Uh, yeah, Cheryl Ferguson although... as Dusty Springfield has been very good. I mean, the makeup has been horrendous, and and Denise Lewis every week has been horrendous. But I. <laughs> It has, it has just, I, I, I like, and I know your point about Your Face Sounds Familiar was that they didn't need the judges on there, and I, I agree with you on that one to an extent, that it probably didn't need the scoring system as much as it's got, um, and Alicia Dixon is rubbish, but it has just got that cheesy element, I mean, Paddy McGuinness hosting, I think, I think adds it, to... The, 
adds the to the sort of the and Bobby Davro being there. I think your face sounds familiar. Is sort of old school Saturday Night Entertainment. It's almost and it knows it's terrible. It's yeah, it knows it's terrible. It almost seems like something that should have been on in the seventies or eighties. It reminds me a bit of uh, Night Fever from Channel 5, almost, something like that. You, it might have been you who said to me, it, it knows it's terrible, but it hasn't got a bad bone in its no, no, it's, it, it, it's not. It's not as cynical as I love. I love my country and, and Splash earlier in the year. I both found cynical, whereas this just seems, you know, just like a, a lovely a lovely sort of naff programme. And I know also, we're today... More pro, you know, we're more accustomed to high production values of our Saturday night TV, for, you know, like the X Factor and Strictly Come Dancing and Britain's Got Talent, whatever you may think of them. How, you know, they're they're very well produced, aren't they, all of them? Whereas as stuff like Your Face Sounds Familiar isn't overproduced and does seem like those programs you used to get in the 80s and 90s. Also, just because the studio audience is going mad mm. doesn't mean that a TV audience will. No, no. I I think they were trying to recapture sort of the because I feel differently about Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway, where the audience are having a great time and it's a good laugh and but, they know that it's tongue in cheek and all the, the thing rest. With this Saturday Night Takeaway is that it's split up into a lot of different segments. You haven't got. And you know where it's going. You're not confused. And you haven't it. got the. The you know the same thing happening for was it about forty five minutes this show ran for I don't know exactly I mean I was watching it on the a bit on the previews and then a bit on the iPlayer um, to catch up on it because I wasn't around on Saturday night and they, yeah I mean at the moment our our Saturday night TV I find it's in like whenever you know there's nothing on like Simon Cow related or I suppose we've had the Voice recently as well and Strictly. You know, they just they they can't seem to find that that they bit. Really obviously, can't. Saturday Night Takeaway as well. Obviously, as you mentioned, I love my country. It's going to be uh, on after that puppet game that show. The game show, which Next will preview week. later. I mean, BBC One are grasping at straws. They, mm. really, I mean. I can't fault them. They're at least they're trying to find a Saturday night format that works. But they've been trying for years. I remember a Graham, short-lived Graham Norton series called "I Love Saturday," which was just mm. horrendous. And, and just uh, called... tonight's the night, John Barrowman. Uh, they're tr- they're trying, but there they're was failing. One... I know this is going back now years, but there was one with. Um... Denise Van Out and Johnny Vaughan, something about holidays. That Do you know was... what? I quite like that. I'm okay. Not gonna... <laughs> But I, I, I mean, I they just have for yeah. a while. I suppose this was in now where the voices they had the sort of success with the with the Andrew Lloyd, Andrew Lloyd Webber fronted shows. Those did quite well. Um, I know they weren't great, but they did quite well for the channel. Uh, but I mean, and obviously there's been you know quite a lot of criticism levelled at the Voice this year, and some of it deserves, some of it not so much. Um, and and I think. You know, stuff like that puppet game show and like I Love My Country, as you say, is grasping at straws and trying to find something that works. I mean, they're looking for that sort of Noel's House Party kind of vibe. That, that, well, that's what I want as well, really. That, that sort of, I suppose, Saturday Night Takeaway has in a way um, and sort of does hark back, to, almost harks back to the the old school. I mean, I think Saturday Night Takeaway is almost like a two run, he's like a Morecambe and Wise rather than a. Saturday Night Takeaway is the most harmless bit of fun mm. entertainment mm. 
you could find. But there's, yeah. there's, uh, and I don't think. I, again, I mean, that's that's well produced. Whereas, whereas your face sounds familiar isn't. But again, it, it's not cynical. And I think you, you, you know, all these. Like, I love my country and Splash and the Puppet Game Show. I've been created by committee, and a lot of them, obviously, yeah. have been are are Dutch based. And maybe the key is that on Saturday Night Takeaway, um, you know that Anton Decker having fun doing yeah. it, and that yeah. comes across. This it was like manufactured hilarity. Let's yeah. all pretend we're having a great time. The other thing that's worth mentioning about this is that they shot it before Christmas. So mm. just just adding that into the mix makes. Do you it reckon they put bizarre. it on around this time because this was the time that the Olympics was on last year, and they're trying to recapture. Obviously, we've had the anniversary games. Neither of us watch them because we don't we don't watch sport. Um, but I think that might be why they've left it this long because of the because of the time that this obviously last year was the Olympics, and obviously you've got that connection through Gabby Logan as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think both of us. It didn't work for us. I mean, some some people may may have liked it, but not enough people. As we as I said before, more people watch your face sounds familiar. So it'd be interesting to see now they've got this this double header of the puppet game show and, and I love my country, which I'm presuming will run until Strictly comes back, um, and will eventually, I suppose, we up against the X Factor this 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 double bill. Because um, the X Factor, it's got to be a couple of weeks. I'm assuming once we they finish. It's usually my birthday is on the 16th, and it has started mm. on my birthday. Yeah, I mean, so I've got a friend who I think is the week after yours, and I know most weeks I'm having to miss the first episode of the X Factor to be God, so careless. Yeah, careless. yeah, I know, isn't it? Yeah, sure, but... yeah uh, well, for the first time ever, we have more to discuss. Then mm. the podcast will allow. So, um, much like if this was an old school story tape, we advise you to turn the tape over to podcast side B. The story we'll will be... continue yeah. on disc two. Yes. Or take two. Uh, where we will be discussing the return and the phenomenal popularity of BBC One crime serial New Tricks, brand new Channel 4 Fly on the Wall Dock, the dealership, and BBC Three at it again uh, with Shop yeah, Life. Yeah, these are both and... sort of docky soap. You know, they all follow the same formula, don't they? They both shot life in the dealership. So it was and Celeb Master Chef, and we'll preview the stuff you can't miss next week. We'll and, the stuff you can, and the stuff you yes. can miss. As, <laughs> perhaps more importantly, we'll be back in part two of the podcast. It'll be August the 5th, part two. Bye. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.